We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Look at your neighbor next to you. Give them a high five or a fist bump and tell them that it's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell them it's good to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay. Colossians chapter number 2. Colossians chapter number 2, verse number 6 to 15. And now, just as you have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth and the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Hallelujah. For Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also were complete through the union of Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision and cutting away your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to a new life because you trust the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature, because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all your, our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities, and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Here ends the reading of his holy word. The subject title, if you like, is one word which is Riza. That is as R-H-I-Z-A or if you want it in a formal way, it's what it means to be rooted in Christ. What it means to be rooted in Christ. Now, there's a saying that when a thing, the use of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. How many have heard that saying before? When you don't have an understanding of what and why things are the way they are, you are likely to abuse or you are likely to misuse it. Hallelujah. One of the things that Christianity has unfortunately had the unfortunate uh, uh, consequences of our passion and our zeal to win the loss for Jesus Christ is that we haven't taken our time to teach those who have been won to Christ the very foundation of their faith. Hallelujah. So you see a lot of people trying to build on their foundation and they built haphazardly and because of that, because of that, you see that people's faith don't last. You see, the person is a Christian today. Within a few months, within a couple of years, you know, the curse of this world happens, the pressures of life comes, and just sweeps them away because their faith was not solid. Are you with me? 
We are rooted in Christ Jesus, not in the church, not in the pastor, not in a prophet. The modern day Christian is rooted in a church. You come to a church like this, it's exciting, it's great, it's, it's, it's vibrant, and because of that, we are all, you know, in the vibe and all that. But apart from the vibe, apart from the fun, apart from all that, we must make sure, we must ensure that we have our root in Christ Jesus. We must make sure that we have our root in Jesus himself, not in a man. Not in a pastor, not in a prophet. Am I making sense? Now, the whole book of Colossians was written, as far as I'm concerned, it is like uh, the modern day setting. Charismatic Christians. We have life going out there, life is bustling. There is uh, secularism all over the place. People don't really have faith in God. People don't have belief. You know, here it's okay to be a Christian and show your Christianity. As soon as you go outside, you have this type of pressure and you have to conform. You have to try and blend in. So you don't have to really show your Christian faith as much as you ought to show it. So Paul decided to take his time and give the Colossians or the church in Colossus, he wanted, he wanted to give them a very good briefing of what they have bought into. What Christianity is all about. What their salvation means. And how to live their Christian life. How to really organize themselves. Am I making sense? So, I thought that it would be a good, a good thing to start with this year. If we want to grow our faith, if we want to grow our Christian life, then let's understand what we are doing. Am I making sense? Let us understand that you haven't come to see a pastor. You haven't come to see a prophet. You may see a pastor, you may see a prophet, but that's not the essence. The essence is Christ. Am I making sense? The essence is Christ. So you need to have a relationship with he himself. He is our foundation. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 3, this is what Paul says. Paul says, verse 9, we are fellow, God's fellow workers you are God's field. You are God's building. If you are using a Bible or you are writing notes, I want you to circle the word, you are God's building. You are God's building. Verse 10 says, According to the grace of God, which is given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And I want you to circle the word, laid the foundation. And another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say that for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. If anyone builds on this foundation, someone say on this foundation. If you build on this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, Straw, each one's work will become evident or clear. For the day will declare it because it is. It will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is made of. So the first thing I made you circle was that we are God's building. Amen. And how many know that every building has a foundation? And depending on how high you want the building to go, you have to burrow into the, the soil deeper. Are you with me? So if God is a wise master builder and he wants to build a Christian life that will outlive you on earth, then obviously he expects 
or he designed, designed your Christian relationship, that it goes deep. Because how deep you go will determine how high you will go. Am I making sense? How deep you go determines how high you will go. Are you with me? Most of us, we build shabbily. We are shoddy in our building. We are in a hurry to show forth our faith that we don't take time to have a relationship with Jesus. You are very quick to run to Instagram. This Instagram generation, even if you are eating, you have to take a picture. Sometimes the food you are taking a picture is not yours. But you take it just to go and show that this is what I'm, you know, I'm going to eat. You know, I, I, sometimes I, 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 I take, I go to uh, maybe the restaurant with, 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 with my kids and the, uh, the food comes and uh, shall we pray, we pray. And I, like, I start, no, no, wait, 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 wait. I said, wait for what? I said, wait. You don't understand. There's a ritual. Then they go. Click. And then they go. Click. Then, then you see, by this time, my fork is already inside because I don't, I don't waste time like that. So, no, no. Then they'll pull my fork out, put it down. Then they go, click. Why? It's my food. I don't want to show my food to the whole world. Then they'll put location. Hallelujah. Why would you want to do that? He says that let each one be careful on how he builds on the foundation. For the day will try it. Am I making sense? That the fire will try it. Your Christian life will be tried. Your faith will be tried. Am I making sense? You see, so take your time and build properly. Don't be in a hurry to show us Instagram faith. I am now a prophetess. I am now a prophet. No, no, you are nothing. Don't even start. Each man's work will be clear. They will try it. Hallelujah. And then it goes that no other foundation can anyone lay. Because if you lay another foundation, it is a wrong thing to do. It will be out of terms to put your Christian life on a wrong foundation. It, is, it will be very, very wrong to build your Christian life on a church. It will be very, very wrong to build your Christian life on a man of God or on a woman of God. In the modern day charismatic uh, Christianity, we build our faith on the pastor. We build our faith, especially if the person is a prophet, we build our faith on the prophet. We become like supporters of Manchester United or, or whatever. So, so it's, like, it's like, as for me, I am for pastor this. As for me, my man of God is pastor that. As for me, my man of God is archbishop something. My man of God. I had a phone call two days ago. And the first thing the person said was that, when are you going to become a bishop? Because this thing that you are doing, I don't, I don't understand. I said, why? I said, by now you should be calling yourself bishop or archbishop or cardinal. That is where we are going. We are trying to build on other foundations, build on a name, build, do something rather than the real foundation that we need to build on. Am I making sense? In Matthew chapter number nine. Is it nine? When Jesus gave the 
parable 7, chapter 7, verse 24. He said that, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Someone say, a wise man. man. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon what? The The rock. Hallelujah. Wise people build on the rock, and that rock is Jesus Christ. So he says, I will liken him to a man who built his house on the rock. Next verse quickly. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house. And it did not fall for it was founded upon Christ Jesus. The rains will come. The winds will come. Heartbreaks will come. Disappointment will come. Even the people you you look up to as pastors, as prophets, may disappoint you. And that would make you sometimes feel like losing your faith. How can they make a mistake? mistake? But that is only if your faith is in them rather than on Christ. Am I making sense? Next verse, it says that, but the one who hears the saints of man and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on another foundation. Instead of the rock, he built his house on sand. Forgetting that the rains will come. Forgetting that the winds will blow. Forgetting that difficult times will come. Perilous times will come. And if it comes... It will blow on both houses. The one that is built on the rock and the one that is built upon on the sand. And if it blows, one will be left standing. The other will fall. Hallelujah. So if you built your, your, your whole Christian faith is in the choir. The day the choir is not there, your Christian life is finished. The day you are stopped from singing, your faith is gone. It's finished. You are no longer a Christian. The day you travel so that the church your faith is in and the pastor your faith is in is no longer there, immediately you forget your Christianity and your relationship with God. I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. I mean, I have seen a lot of people, even pastors' children, they travel to university and they forget. They forget their Christianity. They forget their faith. They, 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 they left their faith at home and went to school. I know it's not you, but you know somebody who knows somebody who is like that. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? And you start joining the, the crowd, joining the guys, you know, to go chase girls, to go drinking, to go. Am I talking to somebody? Because you don't have any foundation. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. Your foundation is in the church. And the church is back home. You didn't take the church with you to school. Your, the church is in Nigeria. You are in Leeds. You didn't put the church on your back. So, Daddy Gio is not with you. Mommy Gio is not here. Immediately you've forgotten that you were bought with a price. You've forgotten that Christ lives within you. If you, are, if you are from South Africa, Muruti is not here. Or Mamruti is not here. So now you are living a carefree life. Daddy is not here. Mommy is not here. Apostle will hear about this. Apostle is not here to hear about it. So, your life is destroyed because it was never built on a personal relationship with Christ. It was built on everything else but by Jesus Christ. Am I talking to somebody? But Paul says that, no, 
let your Christianity be rooted in Christ Jesus. Are you with me? Let let your, your, your faith be rooted in Christ Jesus so that you can build higher, so that you can go up higher. Amen. Because if it is built on the fact that you have your friends with you, they are all here, so it's like a, a crowd thing. The day you fall out with your friends, that will be the last day. That will be the last day you go to church. Hallelujah. We are rooted by our connection to Jesus, not by our connections to our friends. Am I making sense? We are rooted to Christ Jesus at home, not in church. Your Christianity is never meant to be lived in church. Your Christianity is meant to be lived at home. The church, the pastor just coaches to coach you to go live your Christianity outside. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I am, I am here. He says that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work. The saints are being perfected because of the words they are hearing. It is not here you live your Christianity. Your Christianity starts from Monday, uh, Sunday afternoon through to Saturday midnight. Your Christianity doesn't start and stop on Sunday morning. Between 11 and 1. As soon as you walk out, your Christianity is put on pause. By 3 p.m., you are back. After, after lunch, you are back. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Let us develop strong roots. Strong roots. You know, like this uh, fasting and prayer is just to teach you how to pray. How to go deeper. How to, you see, you haven't fasted before. Learn how to fast. You haven't read your Bible before. Learn how to read your Bible. In the next 14 days, become somebody that rises up early. Join the prayer. Because you can't pray by yourself because you have never done it before. So you are joining, so you learn. And after the 14 days is over, you continue because now you are learning to burrow into the the foundation, which is Christ Jesus at home. Am I making sense? Not in church. The modern day Christian is a fake Christian. The modern day Christian is a dual type of Christian. You are known in the nightclub and you are known in the church. You are known in the crack house and you are known in the house of God. The dealers know you by first name basis. When they see you go, oh, Sam, what's up? Then they just change something. They put something in your hand. Then you come to church and you also know, oh, brother. You are known out there. You are known in here. No. That is not you have like three mobile phones. One mobile phone, your, your, your ringtone is like, the, the, it's like, praise the Lord. This is Sister, uh, Sister Prinkenstein. Um, unfortunately, you didn't get to speak to me, but leave a message and I'll get, have a good day. God bless you. And remember that Christ is in you. Then the other one, the other was up. <laughs> Drop me a line and I'll catch her. Peace. Your phone is even confused. Spotify, you have CC Winans and then you have Drake. 
Your Spotify is wondering when do I play Dre? When do I play CC Wine? When do I play Cardi B? When do I play? Uh, when do I play Maverick City? Listen, you have not so learned Christ. You have you don't build on another foundation. This thing that is a confused building. You cannot build on a confused structure. I remember going some. I was, I was uh, what is it called? I was transferred to a certain country, a certain town, in a certain country, and that is when I saw confused bricklayers and builders. The the door opens into a wall. They have put a door, but when you open the door, it goes into a wall. The door is just there for liberation. A confused builder. Building has no structure. You don't know where the living room is from the kitchen. You don't know where the... I'm like, who built this thing? Then they say, oh, then the master, they call him master something built it. I said, was he drunk? You open the door, it's, that is how some of our Christian life is. No structure. When somebody is around you, then it's like you are building. As soon as then you are, it goes into something else. Hallelujah. That is not the way God wants us to live our Christian life. Hallelujah. So my my mission or my um, job is to take us through the roots of Christianity. How we can build. What, how do we build on the rock? What is the rock? What is a, a solid Christian life? How do I build a solid Christian life? How do, you know, if we ask all these questions, then it means we are going to start thinking about building the right place. Hallelujah. Psalm number one. So how to build a victorious Christian life. What does it mean to be rooted in Christ? What does the Bible say about being rooted? And why is it important that I am rooted in Christ? Practical steps to establishing a strong root in Christ. Psalm number one, verse number one. Blessed is the man. First thing you need to do is learn how to stay away from the counsel of people who don't know God. Hallelujah. If people don't know God, see the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked together. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. With unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? So long as you are keeping your friends who are not Christians, your Christian life will be short-lived. It's only a matter of time. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, be not deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. Amen. Yeah. When you have constant fellowship, you only are in church for 45 minutes to hear the word of God. And you have about 480 hours of Instagram, um, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, FaceTime, uh, Tinder, YouTube of nonsense. You see, There are more people here
are subscribers of the church's YouTube. That is why your Christian life is not going to be sustained. Because you are subscribed to all the nonsense, but not subscribed to church. It takes away the voices that are in your ear all the time. Somebody is doing twerking, then you are watching. Somebody is doing, uh, what do you call it? You can be looking at it all night. Me, you know what my favorite is? That, is it Kalusia or Kalus, that teacher? The one who always writes. What's it called? He will write, he will see, he has a whiteboard. Then he writes, he will spell whatever he's saying. And then after that, he will just, you, so you, you engage in, as if he's talking sense, then at the end he's talking nonsense, then you just look at you in a certain way. I don't know what the name is. Sorry? 25 people. I'm waiting for 50. Hallelujah. She has been sending me nonsense for me to watch. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalm number one. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Blessed is the man who walks not in the council. So where you take your counsel is very important. Where you are listening to all the time is very important. Whether you like it or not, you are being influenced by the things you hear all the time. Are you with me? Bible says that do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But how can your mind be renewed? How can you start thinking differently when you hear differently? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So allow yourself to hear what you need to hear, not what you have been listening to all the time. Hallelujah. Always carry church home with you. That is why we do all these things. We set all these cameras up so that we will have the opportunity all the time to hear the word. So Monday, you are hearing. And Nejo is there. You don't know how to pray for two hours. Log into YouTube and then pray along for two hours. By the time two hours is over, you have learned how to pray for two hours by yourself. That is you digging into the foundation, which is Christ. Hallelujah. How blessed is the man who does not take the counsel of or sit. Stand with sinners. Hallelujah. Stand with sinners. If you are standing with sinners, you will sin after a while. It's only a matter of time. A scripture of, of Lot. Lot was near Sodom. Lot was never in Sodom. Bible says he pitched his tent near Sodom. Sodom was a place where sinners were always I mean, how many know like the boys, the, 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 their house? The boys' house. How many know the boys' house? Or the girls' house? You know, when in the boys' house, that is where everything is happening. There's always, uh, what do you call it, drink. There is smoke. There is everything there. Then you have the girls' house. So you have Hennessy. You have, uh, what do you call, brandy. You have uh, whiskey. It's there. It's there. It's available. And you always go there. You are like Lot. You are near Sodom. After a while, it moved from him being near Sodom to that. Now, so Lot was in Sodom. He was right in the middle of it. You'll be visiting the boys, you know. I don't, I don't drink. When they are smoking, I don't smoke. I'm just there. I'm just, it's just, I'm just, you know. And then you, and to appease your question, occasionally I say, oh, let's go to church. You know they won't go to church. And then you are drinking Coke. One day before you realize you have poured brandy into the Coke. 
Before you realize, you poured uh, Hennessy into the cook. Be say, oh no, ask for me, I don't want to do hard. Let me do baby sham. Let me do baby sham. Say, what type of pasta is this? He knows everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? See, Isaiah 59, verse 2 says that sin separates you between God, you and God. It is your sins that cut you off from God because your sins have turned away. He has turned away and will not listen to you anymore. So as you are um, standing with sinners, standing all the time with sinners, it gets to a point God turns away from you. Um, So even if you want to build a good Christian life, Move. It's the price you pay. Don't communicate. Don't sit. Don't, don't stand. The next one is scorners. Sitting with scorners. Now you have moved from unbelievers and you are, Christ, you are in the church. But in the church, there is a group in the church called the scorners. Now, a scorner is somebody who pours disrespect and disdain on something that you hold dear. A scorner is a person who expresses contempt or disdain for someone or something that you hold dear. So you hold prayer, fasting dear. And then somebody, the scorner can say, I'm not going, will you go? I mean, this, this uh, fasting, 20, 14 days fasting, or this uh, early morning waking up at uh, 5.30, I, I'm not doing it. Will you do? Every time they want us to be fasting and praying, they want us, what type of... They say one week, now it's now two weeks. What is this? That is a corner. Are you with me? So long as you are friends with the scorner or scorners, you will not go and you will not do well. Your Christianity will... Because see, when somebody pours scorn on somebody that you respect, your respect for that person goes. And from that day onwards, anything he says becomes nonsense to you. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, that pastor, he's, he's a joker. Or that pastor, he's a thief. The day somebody says to you, that pastor is a thief, from that day forward, your Christian life is finished. Because anything he says to you, you'll be hearing it from the voice of a thief. Are you with me? And it is only a matter of time you will, it will affect you. You see, none of you in this room will stand there for someone to wee on your shoes, on your leg. When you are listening to a scorner talking, it's like somebody pouring wee or doo-doo on your feet. Because after the conversation, you stink. Are you with me? After that conversation, you stink. And you see, when, when you stink and you know you stink, you have an attitude. <laughs> oh, you don't understand. In, 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 the, in a room like this, let's say, you were coming and you stepped on a, maybe a dog uh, poo or something. And you, you, you know, you know you have a funk with you. And then you come to a place like that. And then, so you have a frown. So when, so, so anytime anybody just looking at you, just say hello. You think that they are looking at you to say something. So you have a certain, a defensive attitude and a certain type of attitude. You can't receive anything. Because somebody has poured debt on you. That is why Jesus was teaching his disciples and he took a child and put the child on his lap. And he said that unless you receive the kingdom of God like this child, like a child, you can never be a partaker of the kingdom. Because you have to have that innocence. You have to have that sweetness to be able to hear what I'm saying in the spirit that I'm saying it. Are you with me? But if you are scorned, as I'm talking, you think I'm talking about you. 
So you already have a block. And you are waiting for me to, you are waiting to hear what you call offense so that you take offense at it. So it's not what I'm saying that you are listening to. It's not, you are not learning, you are not getting anything from it. But it's like you are here as a critic. You are a prosecutor. You are waiting for me to say something that you can get something to attack. So he says that blessed is the man who does not walk in the council, walk with with uh, unbelief. Go back to the scripture for me. Psalm 1 verse 1. Is walking and standing and sitting. So you walk in the council, stand with sinners and sit down with scorners. I think the third one is the worst. Because when you are sitting... You are now established in scorn. You have been baptized. You see, there are some people in a church like this. When some people join a certain group of friends, I know they won't last in the church. I've been doing this work for more than 25 years. I can tell you this. That when the person joins the church, I watch who they gravitate towards. If they gravitate towards a certain group, I know they will be here for a long time. If they gravitate towards the people I consider as scorners, I know they will not be here for long. Because once you sit with scornful people, it's only a matter of time you'll be downloaded with. Hallelujah. And you see, once they download on you, Sometimes, there are some people who have been baptized by Satan to stay here. They will never leave. But their job is to make sure that the poor, they inject you with scorn. So that you will never survive. But they are not going anywhere. So as you come, they go, as you come. With their, inject, uh, what do you call it? Their, their, what do you call strange? Syringe. They have the syringe. The injection thing. Syringe. They have the syringe. She's in the health, medical profession. So you go into you. They inoculate you. Or they vaccinate you with poison. You may be walking. But you're only walking forever. You know when they want to shoot uh, uh, maybe the horse or they use a tranquilizer and then they shoot it into the back of the horse. The horse will run for a little bit. Then the, the running will slow down. And then as it slows down, it becomes unsteady. And as it becomes unsteady, it gets to a point, it just... And then it just... It's just a matter of time. You, have, you are dead, but you don't know. Because you engage with a scorner. Hallelujah. But his delight... Is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. If you want your Christianity to be built up, you have to learn the law of the Lord, and you have to meditate on this day and night. Hallelujah. First Peter 2 to say, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word so that you may grow thereby. Growth comes by the word of God. As milk is to a baby, so is the word of God to a new Christian. Hallelujah. Because when you are born again, you need to grow. How can you grow? The word of God. Not what the pastor is saying necessarily. Hallelujah. Some of you too, as soon as you get born again, now you start downloading all sorts of people talking nonsense. You listen to everybody. You have YouTube prophets and YouTube pastors. You are listening to everybody. You get confused. TikTok prophets. They preach for three minutes. No, no, no. 
you need to have an authentic house like this and an authentic voice that has been uh, uh, speaking for the last 25 years. And he says, this voice I can trust and stay there and drink the milk that is given. Eat the meat that is given. Your mother's food is the best food. It doesn't matter in the restaurant and how nice it's, it tastes. The best food for you is homemade. The best milk is your mother's milk, not uh, what you call fan milk. Not yogurt. Not semi skimmed. Uh, what do you say? Cowgate oat milk. No. Soya milk doesn't cut it. Almond milk won't do it. That, that is the type of things people are listening to in social media. This person is talking, that person is talking, that person is talking, that person is talking. They have, it's, it's confusing as you are listening. Before you realize your Christian faith is finished. My friend's pastor, this is a pastor, not just an ordinary church member. This is supposed to be a pastor. One day he came to his bishop and said to his bishop, Bishop, I don't believe in tithing anymore. I don't believe that there is hell anymore. I don't believe if God is so merciful and is so gentle, Jesus never condemned anybody to hell. So why are you saying there is hell? There is no hell. Because he went to listen to somebody on, on YouTube. As we speak now today, he is not a pastor. This is a pastor. Because he was drinking soya milk. (laughs) Drinking condensed milk. You don't know what you are drinking. There was a guy, a prophet in America, recently. He was there. He was doing well. Then he started to listen to some people on the internet and everything. Then all of a sudden, his theology changed. Before we could say Jack Robinson, he killed his own wife. Shot his wife about 18 times. And he's in prison as I will speak to you. A whole pastor, a whole prophet. His theology was changed because he kept listening to some YouTube something. Jesus was a black man. Who cares whether he was a black man or is an Indian man? Or what does what what does it change? The real Israel is in Egypt. Listen, drink safe milk. I say, drink safe milk. Don't drink contaminated milk. Because you are what you eat. Ezra chapter 7 verse 10. For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. And to do it. And to teach status and ordinances in Israel. Take your time. Seek the right word. Amen. And... Do the right word and teach the right word. Half of the people who are talking, Google and Google their history. Find out when they even became Christians themselves. They are not Christians themselves. They, have, they are confused. And they, you see, it's only on YouTube that everybody's an expert. Even fools are experts. Once you get a camera, and you have a, what do you call it? Hello, welcome to my channel. Today I'm talking about Christianity. I'm talking about faith. They, they don't know anything about it. All of a sudden they become experts. And they are teaching you. And please subscribe to my channel. I will subscribe to your face. Psalm one nine, verse 15. I will meditate on your precept and contemplate on your ways. 
not on the voice on YouTube. I will delight myself in your status. I will not forget your word. He says that, in, I think verse 105 says, the word have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. Hallelujah. In his law does he meditate night and day. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of what? Water. Next week we'll look at how to be planted by the rivers of water. Hallelujah. He will, no, go back to the, the Psalm, Psalm 1. I'm in verse 3 now. Three. Whose leaf he shall plant, that he brings forth fruit. If you want to bring forth fruit, where you are planted is very important. Wow. Hallelujah. Where, where you are planted, you see, stop visiting churches and plant yourself. Make a decision today. Be planted here. You're always hunting churches, waiting for somebody who will prophesy. Sister, stand to your feet. I see, I see, I see there's a, there's a, a young man. I'm trying, the name, the name, the name, the name is K. Start with K, K, K. Well, the, the, <gasps> How did he know? This must be God. <laughs> what you don't know, some of these people, they go onto your social media. They go investigate you. Facebook problem. Some of them, as you are sitting in church, they have earpiece in their ear. The inner earpiece. And somebody at the back is googling and talking. And then he's... See... A real prophet is not the one who tells you the color of your brassiere and color of your pants or your phone number or your address. That's not, that is not a real prophet. A real prophet is who will teach you who God is and what his word is. That's a real prophet. Hallelujah. You know the gimmicks? The gimmicks doesn't, it's not nothing. You know my number, so What? You know my address, so what? Uh, uh, you, you lost your father when you were 16. That is history. What has that got to do with anything? Yes, it's true. I lost my father when I was 16, so what? So they give you all these things and scare you. And then the next thing they are saying... Hallelujah. Whose leaves shall also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. But the wicked is not so. Hallelujah. The ungodly is not so. They are blown away like a chaff and driven away by the wind. Stand to your feet.